The Money Show. Ad feature with Andy Rice. Andy Rice with us this evening, and I saw an uh, and I saw a tweet about somebody who was whining about the advertising industry and saying that they'd seen an ad last night referring to clothes as wearables and saying that it's only a matter of time before books are readables and dogs are walkables. And, you know, has anybody got any, else, uh, got any thinkables on this? I mean, has anybody else got any ideas on this? I just wonder about the language in advertising and if it's sort of a, a chicken and egg situation where we start speaking like adverts or adverts speak like us, Andy. Yeah, it does work both ways. But I've also bemoaned some of the uh, stretching of words and language by uh, advertising agencies and their clients. Uh, and for example, um, to, to use the word plastic as a verb in one of the commercials that's running on air at the moment, let's plastic responsibly. You know, that, that's really for me a step too far, a leap from the safe ground of uh, plastic being fundamentally either a noun or an adjective. But um, yeah, I, I think advertising agencies are trying to keep their ear to the ground. They would say, you know, we, we've got the pulse of the community and just because you don't like the word, that doesn't mean it's not a word that resonates in, in communities other than your own. So I think that it's, it's, it's partly a reflection of, um, of, of differences of language uh, across different community groups uh, and partly an attempt to be super progressive. Yeah, but it's awful, isn't it? I mean, I don't think you like it one bit. You, Andy? No, I don't. And um, uh, there, are, there, are, there are a number of examples of, of uh, words that really have been almost been assembled or put together by the um, by the, uh, the client. And there some, some of them are part of being um, uh, a deliberate positioning statement, uh, and to give them u- unique use of it. So, a good example would be um, Absa's use of Africanacity. You know, that was, they created that word, and they're building a an audience that recognises it and understands it, and, and thinks positive things about it. But that's not what what I think our listener was grumbling about. Uh, he or she was grumbling about the the uh, borrowing, the the lynching of of, uh, of, of the of the language to to find new ways of saying things, which don't frankly resonate very well with some of the more um, pedantic of us. No, but there is also, I mean, when it comes to communication and clarity and simplicity and a lack of ambiguity are always things that surely you should be seeking when you are doing advertising. When you start talking about wearables, I start thinking of digital watches. Maybe that would be my sort of idea of a wearable. Uh, it's a mobile device that you wear rather than put in your pocket. And I wouldn't think of a pair of trousers or a t-shirt as a wearable, although they are imminently wearable. They're fine. They're comfortable, I'm sure. Uh, but oh my goodness me, there is a point uh, where the curmudgeon comes out and you start wondering, what well, goodness me, if this is the future, I don't know if I want to be part of it. Um, and, and then you start sounding like your father. Um, Signed, <laughs> grumpy uh, from Cullion. Exactly, exactly, grumpy from, and, and again, when you start complaining about the, uh, about the English language, and then you admit to being from a place like Cullion, and then you don't have a leg to stand on, frankly. Um, so, Andy, talk to me about your hero this week. Let's move on to more pleasant things. Right, Bruce. Well, um, it's the Mazda brand, the automotive brand Mazda, and I'll explain why. I used to love Mazda uh, back in the days when I was a, um, a, 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 an enthusiastic motorist and, and uh, always trying to drive the, the fastest possible car. And, and one of the reasons I liked 
Mazda from the outset was because they actually, it was my first brand new car ever, a company car, and it was a Mazda 616 Capella, and I loved it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, was, while, while you're doing that, I'm Googling the Mazda 616 Capella because I want to laugh at your expense, but please do carry on. I, I, will, <laughs> try, I will try to go back to the, the, a, a time um, and no, a context. No. I will try to be objective about this. No, 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 no. Um, isn't it past your bedtime, Bruce? Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, but I, at times I, I got the opportunity to drive um, the rotary-engined version of the same car, which was called the RX2, uh, a most exhilarating performer, um, but with a prodigious thirst. Um, it was not the most fuel-efficient car, and people used to say that with that performance, it could pass anything except filling stations, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that, then. I think Mazda was a cool brand. It was a pioneering brand. It was the it was the brand behind the rotary engine and other such major uh, engineering developments. But it lost its way in I would say in the in the nineties and the early early two thousands. Um, it became a very generic vehicle. It became associated with Ford, both um, financially and in marketing sense. Um, and it, it was a generic vehicle, you know, you could get a Mazda or a Toyota or a whatever, and there was really little, little to, to pull them apart. And so it definitely lost its way. Um, now I'm pleased to say that for the last few years, you've seen a kind of burgeoning self-confidence coming through for the Mazda brand. Um, they're very strong in the smaller SUVs. They're very stylish, in my opinion. I mean, it's a difficult category in which to get... Um, any real distinctive styling flair, but I think Mazda have done it. And with the launch of the new um, CX-30, which is a kind of um, slightly bigger than, well, as the name suggests, it's between the CX-3 and the CX-5. It's a, it's a small um, S urban SUV, but I think it looks terrific. And the advertising says, we know it's terrific. Um, it, it, it's, it's not your standard uh, cars splashing through uh, rivers and and piling up mountains and doing all the things that an SUV is supposedly able to do, to do. It's just a commercial which illustrates, literally on screen, the variety of people for whom this would be the right car. It used to be in the advertising world that you had to describe your target consumer by distilling them all down to one person, and that person was kind of the epicenter of advertising. No longer. Um, now, Mazda can can, as I say, with great confidence, stand up and say, look at the kind of different kind of people who this vehicle would appeal to. There's a chilled person, a pedantic person, a curious person, a strong-willed one. And all of them are just in a studio with some avant-garde uh, set uh, furniture and talking about themselves and their attitudes and their lives. And then the car fills in the space at the end. And I think it's a nice uh, uh, contemporary uh, elegant piece of advertising, which, as I say, the word that comes through time and time again now for Mazda is confidence. They know they've got a good brand. They know that it's it's a great vehicle. And, and now the advertising's up there as well. Well, that's nice to hear, Andy. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Mazda 616 Capella. There are lots for sale. So if you want to go back to the future, you can. <laughs> but yes, it was. A, it looks like a monster of its day. I mean, it's it's not dissimilar from the Toyotas of the time. Some of the shape reminds me a little bit of the Ford Escort of the time. But um, it, that's just my retro view uh, on this car. But it looks like it was a beast. So you had taste, Andy Rice. You had taste and elegance. Um, and what a zhuzh car it was in its day. Um, a now, budget. and a budget. Of 5,000 Rand to go and buy a new company car. And that was comfortably within that bracket. 
Well, look at you. All price conscious as well. And you had a cool factor going as well. I can, I can see Andy Rice. Um, I, I, can hear, I can hear the music, actually. It's very Starsky and Hutch. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Now, uh, tell me your zero, Andy. It's another car brand, and it's one at the opposite end of the pricing scale. Yeah, I mean, the zero should really be uh, vanish, and it should be the zero every week for the next four decades, in my opinion. <laughs> we'll look over that one and forget about actors and pink T-shirts. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're looking at, at, uh, at a car brand here. I'll say it straight away. We're looking at BMW, a, a, a brand I admire and a brand I actually drive at the moment, but uh, one that I think taken a bit of a misstep in communication in a, in a very small area, but importantly so. Um, I don't know whether you've ever had the opportunity in, in your career, Bruce, to be um, in a meeting where the advertising agency and particularly the creative team are presenting their idea to the client. And the meeting has got tension in the air. It's got uh, uh, worries and doubts and excitement and people showing off and people being quiet because they just want to make sure they get this idea passed. So they they have at least 10 minutes of warm-up explaining the situation, explaining the, the character, explaining the advertisement so that it's almost in front of them right now. But, of course, um, that's done to, to reduce the risk of the client rejecting the advertising. But that doesn't happen in real life once the, once the uh, advertising is on air or in magazines or wherever. There's no creative rationale that goes with it. It's just, here's the ad, bang, what do you think? No, you don't. Okay. Um, and... Uh, uh, away we go and on to the next idea. Now, what's happened? And then here? Andy Rice gets hold of it, of course, and then takes your creative idea and destroys it and tells you how awful it was. Or, or describes it in glowing terms as a hero um, of, of course. endless superiority. But anyway, which this one, unfortunately, is the zero for BMW. It's, a, it's a, I think, a local piece of advertising uh, just in the Pretoria area. So it's actually run by... Um, one of the dealerships, I think it's, it's BMW Menlin. Um, and it, there, it's, it's, after much trying to find out about what, you know, what this is all about, um, I established that it is uh, the launch, uh, uh, publicizing the launch of the new BMW uh, 128Ti, which supposedly is up against the Volkswagen Golf GTI. And uh, as a result, the headline ends up reading, drop the G and drive the BMW 128Ti. And then a rather superfluous make the most of it because someone wanted to put their line in there. But drop the G. Now, I know at least one person who thought that meant that the advertising was being comparative with the Mercedes G-Wagon. Um, but then, of course, that doesn't sit against the, the BMW um, 3 Series. Uh, so here we've got a one series rather. So here we've got an overthought, too smart by half idea that people will spot that when you say drop the G, you are referring to the Golf GTI, and therefore it's a TI, and a TI happens to be what BMW is. It's it's completely convoluted thinking. Which You've lost me already. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's, it's messy. So I'm, I'm sorry to say that for a brand, as I say, I admire and, and I drive. I think that it's uh, a very confused piece of thinking that doesn't work if you don't have a creative team giving you a 15-minute explanation as to why it should work. Uh, you asked earlier if I've ever been in a room where that sort of thinking happens, and but I have watched Mad Men. Um, and, and, uh, and and if that's if it's half as terrifying as Mad Men, um, then I, I guess I, I think I, I get a sense of the picture, Andy. I get a sense of the picture. 
Yeah, there's there's uh, no one who really believes that Mad Men is a, an accurate portrayal of life within advertising agencies of that era. But I can assure you, it is pretty pretty close, and uh, that sort of tension in meetings is really quite common. And and fun, I think. And it's half the thrill, isn't it? Um, and it explains why, you know, in some cases, people may go over the edge a little bit and need a little bit of support. Um, Andy Rice, thank you very much indeed. Andy Rice with our heroes and zeros this evening. Um, Mazda CX-30 gets his hero and a little bit of a retro memory of uh, Andy's first company car. And then uh, the BMW, the car he drives right now, uh, a local advert in Pretoria, um, which has failed Andy's very high standards, I'm afraid.